welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 32. I'm your host and my name is Shorty and I'm joined by a just a couple of beans tonight. So we have on the line tonight Cracker. How are you going Cracker? Very well, thank you mate. Yourself? I'm not too bad at all. And we also have Chewy. How are you going Chew? I'm good. Very good. Thank you. That's good. Uh, we have, as always, a whole bunch of things to go through. Uh, we seem to say the same thing every single week, that there's always a lot going on in the magic world, and I think probably because we record every second week, it's doubly so, but it means you guys get a lot of good content, or we, we hope it's good content, but at least we, well, we you think You get a lot is. of content, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of content, whether it's good or not is entirely up to you. We'll let you it's decide subjective, on that one. right? Like, it's <laughs> different for each person. Yes. All right, so... First cab off the rank is the Arena Open. So we, Cracker and I, did a special episode last week that if you haven't listened to, there's probably almost no point in going back and listening to it (laughs) because it was very specific to last weekend and the Arena Open. We spent a lot of time talking about best of one and as we'll get into a little bit later in the cast, that is now completely changed. But Cracker and I, we, uh, oh, actually all of us, Chewie, you you competed in as well, the Arena Open that was on the weekend. So I think, Chewie, you're going to take us through that? Yeah, I, I entered in it. I didn't really compete in it. There's a, there is a difference there. But, that's that's uh, usually how all of my tournaments go. I, I enter the tournament. Uh, no, well, Look, someone's got to make up the of, numbers, right? Yeah. No, you've got a bit of a vein of form, uh, which we'll, we'll get into. But uh, so those who, um, you know, were living under a rock or don't play arena, um, there was a uh, an, an arena open, an in-client tournament uh, run last weekend, which was pretty exciting because, you know, anyone who's listened to the last few casts know that we've been, uh, you know, eagerly awaiting that. So uh, it, it came out, it, it cost you a, a bunch of gold or a bunch of gems to enter. And just like any other events in, uh, in arena, it was just about getting to a certain number of wins or a certain number of losses uh as to whether you're still live in the tournament. So uh, day one was best of one. That was what the previous podcast was about. And um, we, yeah, we jumped in and I played some cycling and I was 2-0 and then ended up uh, 3-3. So my sort of one shot was a, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a non-event, but um, Cracker, you had a one shot uh, that was a bit more exciting. I did. Yeah. So... I got some free time in the afternoon and hopped on with my my twenty thousand gold and and spent it all. <laughs> I think I think about three grand <laughs> left or something at the end of it. But uh, <laughs> hopped in with cycling and I did a lot better than I expected to. Ended up going seven two, so I made day two. Nice. Had some yeah, yeah. I was pumped to say the least. Mm. Yeah, get, getting there in one shot's pretty good. It was pretty lucky. Nah, skillful. Well, I mean, I've played that deck a lot in best of one, so I kind of knew what to look for and just felt like I knew a bunch of the matchups really well. And the couple that should have been particularly horrible for me, you know, you you get a little lucky and that's just kind of what happens in in any tournament to go 7-2. You know, that's you've got to- Sometimes it's your day, right? Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty happy with how that all turned out for me. I also played cycling and I kind of had the opposite- experience to you where I had, you know, main deck Ashiox played against me. Uh, I had just multiple sweepers and glass caskets and people, my opponents were very, very prepared for, uh, for cycling. So, 
I actually said in our Discord, oh, maybe don't play cycling, and then you went and crushed. So uh, I don't think it had anything to do with the deck. So uh, congrats. Cheers. Uh, and then on day two, how did you fare? Uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I had yeah. a, yeah, so let's talk about Shorty's day one first, shall we? Okay, yeah, 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 and then maybe we'll forget to look back to your day two, yeah. Day two, I, I went O two, very yeah. quickly. Okay. Uh, and, and we can okay. talk about some of the reasons why that may have been. Okay, well, let's, let's we'll get to day two after we talk to Shorty. So, Shorty, you in a bit of a vein of form. Like you had the Red Bull event where you had a, uh, was it 6-2 um, in the Red yeah, Bull event? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, I think it was six two. Yep. Yeah, uh, and then you've backed that up with a uh, making day two of this event. So, like, that's you know, that's not nothing, man. So that's yeah. uh, it, it's it, pretty good. It took me a few shots. So I, I I definitely stated multiple times on the previous couple of casts that this event was going to completely drain me of all my gold. I'd, I'd been banking up gold for ages. I had about ninety three or ninety four grand of wow of, of gold just sitting there <laughs> doing nothing. So was more than happy to uh, to get rid of all that and. I had to use all of that to get there. <laughs> I uh, I started off the day really well. I was actually five and one in my my first event, and thinking, oh yep, I'm in a pretty good position. And uh, yeah, just had a had a really dumb misplay, and then just lost another couple, and and that was it. So, and then I I went pretty quickly downhill from there. I tried a few different decks. I, I tried uh, the the mono red uh, with Obosh a couple of times, a, a couple of Winotas. Just uh, rolling dice with Winota, and, and unfortunately, my dice rolling skills were nowhere near as good as my opponents who played Winota. They, they seem to always have it, and uh, I never did. That is my experience with Winota, and I, I think every time I play Winota, I think about the judge doing the pre-round one uh, announcement at, at a PTQ when they say, do not randomly determine the outcome of a match. <laughs> I, I think playing Winota is randomly determining the outcome. Yeah, so. def- definitely seemed like that. I, ha- I had one time where I got three Winota triggers and didn't hit a single human. <laughs> so 18 cards, they didn't hit a single human. And, uh, yeah, you, you could say that was a little bit frustrating. Uh, I've, I've hit five lands off my uh, ultimatums a couple of times, so I, mm. I know how that feels. Yeah, exactly, 18 so. cards, though, that's that's a long way to go and, and not hit one human when there's, like, 10 or 12 of them or something like that in, in the deck. That's, that's I mean, at that point, odds. that's more than a third of your deck, yeah, right? Yeah. Because of how yeah. much you're already into it. So, yeah, yikes. Yeah. Ouch. So, yeah, yeah I, got, I gave those a go and, uh, you know, at various times throughout the day, you know, tried, tried one in the morning and then a little bit later and whatever and then... Once the uh, once dinner had been eaten, I thought, all right, I'm going to give this one last go, and uh, I'm going to do a bit of thinking, a little bit of metagaming, and see what I've been seeing going, and and uh, try and beat that. And I'd seen, I'd played against a couple of times the the mono white Lurus deck. That's uh, basically a Boggles deck. You're playing a bunch of little cheap life gain dudes, and you're putting enchantments on them and protecting them with your God's Willings and your Karametra's Blessings. But the main thing is you're playing main deck Hushbringers. Uh, I was Ooh. playing playing three in my list, and and that basically completely shuts down Winota, and it's very very good against the Yorion Luca decks, uh, as well as a few other random things that it's it's quite good against. So gave that a go, and yeah, got there got there with a seven one run through through to get me into day two. So yeah, I was very very happy and very relieved to to get that. Yeah, and uh, you had a good start on day two, but uh, didn't quite uh, convert. Yeah, 
Yeah, so day day two, you, you only had two losses. Uh, once once you got your two losses, you were out. So, yeah, I started 2-0, and got, got my first two wins, and then, yeah, unfortunately, racked up two losses straight after that. So that was my day done. So what did you play in the best of three format on, on day two? I, I really struggled with trying to figure out what to play for the best of three. I think we'd spent so much time focusing on best of one, and I hadn't been playing that much best of three. I just I didn't know what to expect and, and what to go with. And I ended up just sticking with the, the mono white deck, juggled around the numbers a little bit and, and put a couple of things in the sideboard that, that were in the main deck and that sort of stuff. But I thought, oh, it's, it's a pretty good deck. It's pretty solid. It, it has those quick draws where you just get off to a quick start and, and it's just game over. Um, it's It's got a pretty good mono red matchup because you're, you're gaining so much life and you end up with these big blockers and you have those hush bringers to help shut down the, the decks like Yorion and that. And yeah, my first two rounds I played against mono red and, and crushed those both 2-0, so I was really happy with that. And then, yeah, just uh, I think I, I lost to a Luka deck and then I, I lost to a, a red-black sacrifice deck and, and that was it. So yeah, okay. it was good fun yeah, though. Priests of Forgotten Gods against one creature with four enchantments on it. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a hard matchup. Yeah, you're con- constantly, constantly trying to keep an extra creature on the battlefield to to make sure you've got some sacrifice fodder, which doesn't always work when they've got claim the firstborns and and things like that as well. So yeah, yeah, no, a but a no, tough one. A, don't talk a, to a me good- about claim. <laughs> so, one one of my losses I had my I cast a Lyris and then my opponent claimed it recast their soul guide lantern from their graveyard with my Lurus and then oh. and, and then sacrificed oh, my no. Lurus to their priest which killed oh. my fox <laughs> right and, oh. and I that I, I had lantern cast against me four times in that game I was a, a little tilted to say the least yeah, but, that's, a, but that's a beating that just felt just gross <laughs> Anyway, Shorty, you said that you had a, a fun experience when an opponent stole your Obosh. Was that uh, it? Was steal steal your Obosh and then cast Deafening Clarion to kill the Obosh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah my opponent stole stole my my Obosh with their agent of treachery, and then yeah, went to Deafening Clarion to to wipe the board of my little dudes, and didn't realise that. It was going to double the damage and just completely wipe their own board as well, and and I got the nice little oops emote from them. <laughs> I think they, they they didn't quite expect that. Nice, but, uh, yeah, they they still won the game, so it, it just didn't I bet I, maybe we need to have an evergreen topic, which is just read the card. Yeah, uh, so yeah, <laughs> so no, yep. that, that's great. So you've mentioned um, agent of treachery there. Uh, I I don't think we'll be. Worrying about agent of treachery stealing your uh, obosh for uh, no, not for a little not while anymore. to come. So we so, uh, we mentioned on the cast last week, just sort of at the start of the cast, that there was going to be a ban and restricted announcement coming up at the start of this week, uh, June the first, and yeah, it uh, it came out. So Cracker, do you want to give us a run through that one? Yeah, certainly. So in standard, agent of treachery is banned. Fires of Invention is banned. In Historic, Agent of Treachery is suspended and Fires of Invention is suspended. So, a lot of speculation from everyone as to what they would do. It seemed pretty clear that there needed to be a couple of targets. I think everyone was just really sick of turn four agent stealing your thing from, you know, a couple of different angles. So, you know, there was both the Winota decks and the Jeskai Lurian Luka decks. 
But the other thing that happened was also a companion's rules change. So that one's kind of interesting. So basically, if you played with companions, you know that it started in your sideboard and you could just cast it at any time you could normally. Um, but they've changed the ruling now so that you at sorcery speed can pay three generic mana to take your companion from your sideboard and put it into your hand. And then you cast it as per normal. So they have nuked it, basically. They've, they've added a commander tax. <laughs> they've added a super commander tax. Well, it, this does a, a couple of things, right? Obviously, it, it slows them down um, because you have to, you know, often time walk yourself to get your commander. But putting it in your hand opens it up. And this is particularly for um, the historic, modern, legacy, vintage. Uh, you can be hit with a thought cease now where your companion was always sort of just protected from that in the uh, in your sideboard, not being able to use hand disruption to, to stop someone from casting their um, their Lurus or their um, uh, Urion. So I, I think that's a, a an interesting change. Um, it makes me wonder, are all of the companions three mana under-costed straight out of the gates? And that was half of the problem. I, I, I don't know. But um, it's a... It's, Probably not going to be the last change to companions that we'll see ever. Now, I think it'll be be the last change we see in this set, but I think they will reprint companions because yeah, I, mean, I reckon they will the, too. That the, the, they need to, just like planeswalkers, um, and you know, was printing them a mistake is a whole other topic. But um, yeah, I think they will uh, they will print more of them. And the rules will change at some point again, as they have with Planeswalkers as well. Like, remember people playing Jace Bellerin as a way to kill Jace the Mind Sculptor because they were both Jace? Uh, yeah, that the was old the legend, legend rule. rule. And like- yep. Yeah. Well, they, they changed like the targeting of Planeswalkers with spells and, and that sort of stuff, like attacking, yeah, the re- attacking the redirect. Planeswalkers, redirecting. So yep. they've, they've definitely changed rules. My, like, my concern with this change, like, we, we sort of speculated leading into this what the change was going to be we had a whole bunch of discussion in our discord hint hint come and join us in our discord but my issue with this change (laughs) uh is the the rules that we have now are different to what is on the card yeah so the the card the the text on the card says if this card is your chosen companion you may cast it once from outside the game which is not the case anymore so there was a whole bunch of different options that they could have gone with and i think this is a good option and i think it's definitely going to make enough of a difference to put a bit of a a damper on the on companions they're not going to be as prolific as they have been recently but it's just that it's that little thing that eats at me that goes okay yeah but that's that's now not what it says on the card and that makes it very confusing for people that aren't up to date with with what's going on um and, and anyone that you know is just uh, buying these cards for the first time and that sort of thing. So I would have preferred that they'd found a way to stick with the the, the actual rules that are on the card and, and, you know, do some some other rule that's, that sort of goes with it or, you know, accompanies it. But, yeah, it, it is what it is. So one, one thing I was sort of wondering, and I guess we'll probably find out in the next few hours when the update goes live, is are they going to change the text on the cards on Arena and on, on Magic mm. Online? Because that's that's obviously pretty easy to do, and if they, if they do that, I, th- I think which I think they should definitely like you've, if you've got that option to do it, you should definitely do it. Then that's pretty good because everyone who's playing Arena, which is 
most everyone. people that are playing now, seeing as there's no paper. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it, it makes it easy for people to get used to to what's happening. Yeah, I, I think that's a valid concern, but they're kind of dodged a bullet because of the you know the other goings on in, around the planet. So uh, it's a uh, a really interesting, almost a crossroads where uh, a wizard's making a decision now that they make arena first and let you know make make the digital cards first and the paper cards second like is that a shift uh that's probably a whole nother topic um to to get into but um you know with things like the actual wording on cards not matching what the card does anymore and the other circumstances uh i wonder if uh we will see a shift to you know a more digital game rather than a, a paper game that we've been used to for 20 odd years. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there is some similar precedence to this in terms of old cards having completely different rules text to modern templating. So yeah. there's, there's yeah, some yeah. arguments Updated about Oracle the fact text that, yeah, and stuff. It, absolutely. Well, just like, you know, this creature doesn't tap when it is attacking and stuff like that. And now it's just like vigilance. So they, they've changed keywords yeah. and things like that. So there yeah. is kind of precedence for that. It, it is I have a jungle that- line that says it cannot intercept. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't block. So, you know, yeah. there, there's some level of that that exists already where like, I mean, I've got, you know, cards in Chinese. I can't read Chinese, but I know what the card does. You know, so there's there's the Maloku that made two twos instead of one ones, <laughs> right? Yeah, and there's a there was a planeswalker that came in with the wrong loyalty. I think it was printed with the wrong yeah wrong start of the loyalty. There's like hostage taker. They changed the wording on hostage taker. They eroded that immediately. Yeah, because otherwise it could target itself and go. Yeah, it can have infinite. A yeah. yeah. So look, I don't, I wouldn't be panicked about the fact that they're they're building to arena first. They it seems like they're thinking towards it a little bit more, but. You know, do you, back to the actual bands. Do you think that with companions, they went too far, not far enough? With with the bands, like what yeah, they've well, actually been? No, 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 no. With the, the the companions changed, like the actual three mana at sorcery speed. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it is enough. Um, we'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit. Um, once we sort of start, you know, we want to have a bit of a chat about what we think them, how do we think the meta game is going to change? I think I think it is enough to to make an uh, a big enough change that people can stop complaining about companions. <laughs> well, okay. So I think in every older format, they've basically killed them, right? Except for yes. the slow ones. So tapping out in modern on turn three to put a card from your sideboard into your hand is a losing proposition. It is. I, I think they've probably I would have liked one instant speed too much. No, in- um, instant speed. It, it, yeah, that'd be broken, especially because you can't interact with it. It's not an activated ability. Yeah, but what's wrong with that? Yeah, three three yeah. mana. It, it, it leads to hand. issues. Yeah, if, you, if you've got- because but you it can lets do me it, do something with my mana, right? Yeah, but you can I mean, do it, at, you can do it at any time. Plan. So, if, you know, sure. you, I, I thought sees you and you've only got one card in your hand that I know you really want and you just go, oh, I don't want to discard this card, so I'm just going to bring in my companion or whatever. Yeah. Or similarly, it gets around thought sees. You know, if I've got a thought sees- Knowing, you know, if you've got Lurus and you've got a deck that's only going to have a couple of lands in play at any time, you go, oh, I'm going to go and get it. And I'm holding that, sandbagging that thought see so I can snag your Lurus. If you can just do that at the end of my turn. Yeah. Yeah. Instant speed would be nice, but I think it would lead to problems. Which but Maybe. Yeah. I'm just, just floating it out there. I'm just curious as to like, yeah. is, is that too far? 
I don't know. Yeah. I I feel that you're still two not- mana might have been enough, uh, but I, I I don't know. Maybe with mana engines in older formats, three's appropriate. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't think two would have been enough. I think it's it's very easy to just have a spare two mana on a turn and just go. Okay, well I'll just burn this on on getting a um getting my companion through where standard, three, three is big enough that it's like okay that's actually in cost. most cases that's most of your turn. Yeah. So, yeah, like I think the way I see it going forward, and, and not just in standard, but in, in older formats as well, if you've got a deck where having that companion is no real restriction on your deck building, like it, it just slots in or, or whatever, or, or you might have to make some minor changes, but it doesn't really affect your deck, like a card like Lurus in, in like Death Shadow builds and the, the red black builds and stuff that have been getting around now in, in Pioneer and Modern, there's very little downside to having it there. And, like you the know, cycling deck in standard, right? Yeah, and and you kind of go, well, okay, yeah, I don't want to spend my third turn tapping out to put this card in my hand. But you have plenty of games where you run out of gas and it's turn six or seven and you flood it out and you've got a bunch of mana and you can just go, okay, well, I'll just pay three mana, get this Lurus, and now I can cast it straight away. So it's they're definitely still going to have a place, but it's because they're not so easy to get and you don't always have them, you know, you don't have like a, a deck like Mono Red with Obosh, you may or may not play it. You probably won't because you've probably got a better option now just sort of going back to Embercleave. But yeah, you want to get Cleave back in, yeah. Yeah, but the main the main reason why you played Obosh in, in that Mono Red deck was because you could hit it on either turn four or turn five, you know, almost every game. You wanted to hit it on curve and now you cannot do that and flooding out and late game paying three mana, getting an Obosh, and then next turn casting it does not help you in that sort of deck. But there's plenty of other decks where, especially a card like Lurus, you can flood out and go, okay, well, I'll get my Lurus, play it, and now I start accumulating value back from my graveyard and, and sort of get me back into the game. So there's, they're definitely still going to be playable, but they've probably been nerfed just enough to, to be not well, everywhere. I wonder, I wonder if things like Lurus and maybe Garuda are just start playing them in the main deck. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just as a main. card now. Yep. Yeah, so maybe two Lurus in the cycling deck uh, as a, you know, because you you know you don't want to draw multiples of them and no. you see so much of your, your deck. Yeah, I don't think you uh, would. It, no? Specifically, yeah, I, don't think, no, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I don't put one in cycling either. Absolutely. I, I would go none before I went any in the main deck. Yeah. Okay. Just because specifically the, the for that probably, deck. Probably 75% of the games I play, I don't cast it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a sideboard card. But like an actual sideboard card, sure. <laughs> um, or you could just play Call of the Death Dweller or whatever. But yeah. um, but I'm just thinking like the Garuda. Not that that deck goes around so much anymore, but that that combo deck with uh, well, it's pretty big Legacy. in Pioneer. It's it's yeah. also very so, big in Legacy. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you just play four in the in the um, in the main deck. Yeah, I think I think most the of them sideboard. were playing two or three yeah, copies playing, in the yeah, main, multiple in the main, and then the one in the sideboard. But yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like they were already playing the the ones in the. But yeah, you yep. just. So what? Are, before we sort of get right into standard, where we think that's going to be, what do we think about the actual bans? Like for me personally, I, was, I sort of mentioned on our Discord, I was actually fine with standard the way it was. I'm I'm fine with companions the way they were. I was fine with the cards that were in there. Yes, there was a a top deck in Jeskai Yori on Luca, but it made it interesting that you had to try and find a way to beat that top deck. 
uh, and and there was plenty of decks getting around. I mean, we we sort of didn't touch on it, but the the decks that went seven wins in the arena open, we had uh, like this is a it's not a, a complete list, but decks that got reported on mtgazone.com. There's three Tima Umori mutates. Th- Two Jeskai Yori on Luca. Man, this is tongue twisters. Two Team of Rex, <laughs> one Azorius Control, one Four Color Winota, one Gruul, one Fires, one Winota, uh, a Jeskai Winota, a Jun Sacrifice, a Mono Red Obosh, and a Green White Auras. Like, that's a lot of different decks. Like, that's pretty diverse. And the, the deck that had the most of those wasn't even the Luca deck. So I was kind of happy with it. I'm not sad to see fires go, personally, because uh, yeah, some sometimes you have those turns where it was just bonkers. And agent, um, I'm I'm not I don't really care that much about agent. It's agent's frustrating to play against. Like you, like as Cracker said, if on turn four, you know, on the draw, you know, you you have land stolen and you you can never kind of catch up. It's it's yeah. not fun. It feels like stone rain a lot of the time. Um, so I'm I'm actually fine with um with that. As a as a ban for a couple of reasons. Is agent the problem, or is Renoda the problem there? Uh, well, well, it could be all Renoda of these will be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all all of the things w- happening with um, with the polymorphs of of Luca and such. So I think this is a that, like that's a, not happening till turn five. No, but it's happening like every turn <laughs> from there, basically. So yeah. um, what they've done is. They haven't banned Bridge from Below, right? They didn't. They didn't ban Luca. Um, they didn't ban, you know, some other enabler um, like they have in the past. They've just gone straight for the um, straight for the for the Hogak. You know, they they could have banned, um, you know, the cards around it that that tried to enable it. But Wizards are, I guess, showing that they've learnt. From from previous bannings and just gone straight for the problem card. Yeah. And- y- yes and no. Mm. I, I think that agent on seven is actually pretty fair. Yeah. Like if, I, if I you're think casting, a, a, if you can cheat agent into play from turn five onwards, I think that's perfectly fine. Like whether that's through ramp or or Luca or whatever. Like if you can go to the setup to cast it on turn five. I don't have any sort of problem on that. Yeah. What? But that's that's one agent in isolation. Uh, but. That wasn't the case in standard, right? And what you could do is you could play agent off activating a planeswalker, and then you had fires, and then you had a bunch of mana. Yeah, and yeah with, well, with see, fires, that's the that's problem. Fires is yeah, the problem right? is where the you problem. can cast where you can cast Luca, sacrifice your you know O four wall, get an agent, steal their thing, play Yorion, bounce everything, have all your mana available. Yeah, cast exactly. four more spells, yeah, steal their yeah. thing again. And that's, that, that's fires. That that's was the problem. The problem. And yeah. that's but, on turn five. But that actually speaks to my point, right? Like they've they've gone for the the problem card straight. Well, away. the problem card and, and was done, fires though. But yeah, if you cast agent, agent once, agent just as much though, right? No, because yeah, if one, you paid seven mana for agent and you steal one of my things, and then next turn you get to untap and play your Yorion, and you get to blink it at end of turn and steal another thing, that's completely different to doing it yeah. all in one turn. Yeah, yeah, but. It, it, the problem with fires is it doubles your mana every turn from turn yeah, four. Yeah, but there's there's so many ways to get a seven mana two three into play ahead of curve, right? So you, they could go, let's ban Luca. Oh, okay, now the Winota deck's a problem. Let's ban Winota, and they're chasing their tail. Uh, that's what happened with Hogak, right? They kept banning all of these other cards. Where in the end, they just went, we just have to ban. This is the problem card. So 
I, I don't I'm care. not mad that they've banned Agent yeah. at all, just like, to be if, very clear. If you've got fires in Urion and, and things going on, if that was all happening, but instead of stealing my stuff, you just played, like, a giant monster, like, how different is the game? Like, there are giant monsters in Standard, right? You can play, like, 8-8 Flyers or whatever that guy is that, you know, whenever you, you can pay a life or kill something or whatever it is, right? Um, those giant monsters exist, but magic players have figured out over, over time that stealing your stuff, you know, getting the, the, getting those resources is, is better than, uh, just putting a, a giant dork. So with Luca and everything else that was going on, if you just went and got a 8-8 flyer, Luca's fine. But the problem was you get agent. And then you would get agent and you would get agent and then you would get agent and then you would flicker those agents and bounce it with Teferi and all. And the game was unfun and it was repetitive and fires and agent were. Okay. So I don't think anyone's disagreeing that they're both good bands. The question is, did they do enough? Yeah. That's a, that's, uh, that's a big question. <laughs> so, and, and like, honestly, no one knows now. So the, I no. guess there's a couple of things to, to point out now is that. Simic is back on the menu, right? Nissa is about to come back in in full swing. You're going to see, you know, giant hydroid crisis and things because that is now a really good engine again, right? Now that you've got to pay five mana for your mana doubler <laughs> and have it survive a turn. <laughs> and, and Team of Wreck is the other thing. So, should yeah. they have hit Reclamation at the same time? That, uh, I don't know. There's enough aggressive f- decks in the format, I think, that uh, they've- hoped that the the aggressive decks will keep Team of Wreck in well, check. Well, no, Teferi is the thing keeping Team of Wreck in check. True, yeah. So, well, you've got you've got Mountains and Teferi. So, I, I think whilst Team of Wreck is still a good deck, and it, I like that there's a, an interesting deck that attacks from a different axis in the format, and it's got Sharks now and, and stuff. That's great. Um, so, I think that is okay. I, I have no issue with that. Um the the Nissa Hydrid Crisis thing, I mean, I as I just said, like if you just play a big dork, then that's I, I'm fine with that. So you know, if I can just you know kill your Hydrid Crisis or play a bigger Crisis myself or whatever it is, then that's more enjoyable than not being able to play Crisis because you're just gonna steal it or you're just gonna steal my Nissa. So it allows more diversity. In the metagame, whether we see the diversity, uh, but you know, I, I expect to see a whole lot of um, Euros and Nisses running around, just like we had pre Aquaria. All right, so let's while we're sort of talking about the the possible decks, let's continue along that that vein and sort of go through the decks that have been those top decks and how we think they're going to change and adapt with these bands and the companion changes so i thought we might just go through the those sort of list of decks from the uh the seven wins from the arena open and um, i also just wanted to point out like the the people that i saw that were go- getting the seven wins on the arena open they were like top pro level players like your your willie Adels and andre strosky's and joel Teru- Kakame, <laughs> uh like like pro level players so it's you know, there was a lot of criticism about it being a best of one event on day one and then best of three in day two, and it still proved out that the top players are the ones that win these events. So, 
I don't didn't didn't feel so bad about my two two record on day two when uh, I knew I was playing against people of that sort of caliber. Anyway, that was a that was a chewy tangent. Let's uh, get back on track. So uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, you should do more of them. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All right. So Amori mutate. So have you guys played this deck? I've played a bit of this deck. Played against. I saw you lose with it yeah. when we did our coverage. No, that, that was that was a different version. That was that was oh, a garbage okay. version. <laughs> that, that was uh, a completely no. jack build. Yeah, so it's not, a, like the, really it. the only thing that's changing in this deck is is Umori. The um, the companion is the companion cost. So I don't think Umori is essential to that deck. So you can either just not play it. And I put I posted up a list on our Discord going back to like a similar build, but going back to playing Nisses and things like that. So get rid of the Umori and you can play some uh, non-creature spells again. So I'm tipping that deck will survive if you've got the cards for that. You can uh, yeah you can definitely continue playing that. One thing to note is your Auspicious Starix, which is the one that flips cards off the top of your library and puts your permanents into play. And that will also put Nisses into play. So it's not just creatures that, that come out from that one. So that's uh, that's pretty handy. Oh, good. Free yeah, Nisses. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, look, it'll hurt that you have to pay retail price on your creatures now, but, you know, it was only saving one across each thing. So yeah. it did, not it a didn't, huge hit, I wouldn't think. No, nah, it didn't didn't seem to make a huge difference. Plus, you, you get spells now, right? So there's, there's that upside too. Yeah. So obviously the Luca Yorion Luca deck, the you know two of the main cards from that deck are gone, so that certainly hurts. I could see that deck just going to straight blue white and just playing blue white control and just putting oh yeah just just being like PV style what whatever the iteration is going yeah and now. you know still probably still play eighty cards and play Yorion because it's the sort of deck where you want to go to the long game anyway so you you don't because you're not trying to do the combo you're not needing to hit Yorion on turn five you can just play the long game and control the board and control the game and then at some point you've got a spare three mana and you get your Yorion and then you, the next turn you cast it and continue on with your game so. Yeah, I'd, I'd highly doubt that the Jeskai version is going to continue, but yeah, probably a, a blue-white. We mentioned I the Esper actually. Black gives you a bunch of good tools. Yeah, for that kind of build. Yep. Yeah, I guess if you bounce your uh, Oath of Kaya. Yeah, that's uh, that's always nice. Yeah, you get some yeah. good, good get some good planeswalkers in black as well. You know, mm. Ashiok and that kind of stuff. There's some pretty good kind of Liliana if you if you're trying to go really late. You know, there's some good six mana options there. So. Plus, you get just a bunch of cheap black removal spells, Heartless Act and Thought Erasure. There's just a bunch of early interaction that I think you couldn't make the mana work for and you weren't really looking to do with the, the combo S builds. But if you're going to go full control, then I think that might be a path. Yeah. Well, and if people go to the um, the Uro-style decks, be they Saltai or Bant, like if that becomes really popular, you've got the, then the option to main deck Ashiok. Mm. Yes, well, both. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yep. I, I think that yeah, there will be a, a switch from from that deck to to Azurius control. Azurius yep. control. Um, we've mentioned Team Wreck a few times already. That deck loses nothing and probably gains a bunch of ground by by these changes. So, I'd I'd be expecting to see quite a bit of that going forward. Which means, yeah, I'd also be expecting an uptick in Teferi's to fight that deck. Yeah, I, I think so. The Winota decks, there's not really many other good humans to be bringing in in standard off, off your Winota triggers, so 
I'm tipping. Well, it means Winoda now works as designed. Obviously, they forgot that Adrian Atreides was a human <laughs> when they printed Winoda. So design, oh, dude, don't. Now, now, did they actually design that card? Why does it well, do all of those things? They why went, are they indestructible? Why are they attacking? Why aren't they sacrificed at end of turn? Simple, 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 There's simple no answer. simple answer. No, there is. There is. They went. Not many people play Boros in Commander. How do we get people to play Boros in Commander? Let's print an absurd Boros Commander in a standard set, which ups our sales and gets people to build that set. Is it even any good in Commander, though? Uh, I'm not saying it's good, but it's a... (laughs) No. You've got to have a mix of humans and non-humans, and you're just crossing your fingers and hoping you flip the right ones when you you attack. Attack and flip my Thalia. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm not saying it's good, but it's interesting, and, and that, but that's that's right, honestly, that's, I think that's, that's the reason. That's 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 fair. Okay, so there's a couple of fires decks. Obviously, they're gone with with no more fires. Jun sacrifice that deck was not playing any uh, any companions anyway. Did not play fires or agent of treachery. So I'm tipping that deck just continues. I think that gets better actually. Putting cats yeah, in I ovens it as, as yeah. it does, and yeah, yeah. I think I'll be. Uh, flipping back to playing that deck for a little while. So I've seen lists recently, just as a quick segue here, playing Bolas of Citadel as a top end. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is spicy. That, that crops up every now and then. Yeah, I, that's uh, what I yeah. played against in the Red Bull uh, event. Yeah. It was a, a, it's, a it's Citadel nutty. version. Yeah, yeah, it can go like right I've seen, off. I've seen people play it and then just go, uh, cool, cat, cat, oven, uh, scorpion, 10 permanents dead you. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's just yep. stupid. Oh, yep. Especially especially if you've got, what are the devils called? Mayhem, Mayhem devils? devils? yeah. Man, you've got a couple sack, of those in the battlefield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Easy and cause game. Because you're sacrificing them all at the same time. Even if one of on those everything. is the mayhem devil, you still get all the triggers. Yep. Uh, yeah, pretty that's, good. Uh, that's pretty handy. Uh, the other big one, Obosh yeah, he's, becomes he's mono red. Goes back to goes back to the dwarf and the cleave, right? Just goes back to the mono red. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you're not going to play Obosh anymore, and unless like one of the runs I did in the arena open, I did with a, a build I'd been playing with with uh, Luca and Yadaro in in mono red. So I was just playing basically all one drop creatures, most of them with haste. Uh, the the banners light up the stages, shocks, and then yeah, a, f- a few Lucas and a couple of Yadaros, and just being able to hit five mana and pop out a Luca, sack one of my small dudes, and go and get a Yadaro was pretty nutty. You could also it's fun. like I was playing the Torch Courier, which you can sacrifice to give one of your creatures haste, so you can cast your Obosh and then give it haste straight away. So. If that deck, like I'll definitely fiddle around with that deck a little bit more, and and that deck would probably continue playing Obosh just to have it as a as an option. But I'm tipping the standard, the regular mono red build will just go back to uh, Embercleave and Torbran because it's it's been proven to be good, and it will be good until those cards rotate out of standard. Yeah, I could see the split where you maybe play three Torb and, and one Obosh because the you know. Additional Torbrands are pretty rubbish when they get stuck yeah. in your hand. So yep. you, you might see a split, but yeah, I agree. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that's valid. So what about decks that are not on this list? That- uh, cycling. Yep. yep. <clears throat> so I, I, that's not going anywhere, I don't think. Um, I expect an uptick. Like looking at 
the you know the expected metagame. Um, if you look at what the uh, team of reclamation uh, Azuri's control that we anticipate or the um, three color um, Esper, then you've got um, Cat Oven Deck. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I think that Questing Beasts stock is uh, is going to go up. Uh, if you if you think about what what's being played, um, obviously Questing Beast, you know, it trades with a fox. Uh, that's that's bigger than it. But all of the tokens that get made out of the uh, the rescuer, uh, Questing Beast just waltzes past. Uh, it's pretty good against all of the planeswalkers out of the, the troll decks, and it's it's just a very good card. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I and but it, you know it hasn't been played much right and i don't know what it goes in whether it's red green or green black no, it goes, or, in, it goes in the simic shell man right the one we were talking about before with nisses and crisis and urus and stuff it's just it's a pretty I, good card I think to you mutate just, onto i think you just end up with <laughs> yeah. a, just another big mid-range pile we, we yeah. haven't seen one of those in a while and i wouldn't be surprised if if we get one back again whether it's bant yeah. or teamer or or you know but it's it's some blue green base yeah but they could value. also be just you know green based um, well, there's also just mono green stompy as well, right? Which we yeah, have yeah, been around. And, and, and the gruel deck that, um, like what J Mud played in the uh, in the last, yeah, um, the yeah the league. last league. Yep. And so, yeah, I just like looking at all of these uh, these lists and and just out of this discussion, like I just went, oh, I'm sleeping up questing beasts. Yeah. So, so we we, think- we spoke about it a little bit before, but cycling what. What do we think with that? Like, I know Cracker, you you play cycling. Chewy, you've played a lot of cycling, and a, a few of the guys in our Discord play a lot of cycling as well. Are you keeping a, a Lurus as your companion? Are you completely ditching it? What's what are your options? Are you are there three mana permanents that you want to be bringing in instead of Lurus? Uh, like, if you if you get rid of Lurus as your companion, do you have other options? I, I don't know enough about the deck to to sort of know what to do with it. In best of three. I would be tempted to play the um, three minute two three guy that taps stuff. Um, the because, snare tactician. Yeah, that's the one out of the sideboard for you know if we end up with uh, a mid range pile type deck that's just going to play one giant fatty, uh, being able to tap that down and never let them you know attack or block with it uh, might be an option. I don't know if it's good enough, but I'd be thinking about that. But if it's in your sideboard. You know, you can still start game one with Lurus as your companion. You don't if you're not losing anything from it, you might as well have it, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if there's no downside to it, then you might as well. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I need to play some games. Like the idea of Yadaro is interesting, but you also have a limit to how many two mana cyclers you can play in that deck. So I don't know whether that's quite good enough, but it might be. There's some there's some room to explore, but the core engine of just one mana cyclers into Zenith Flare is too powerful to go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zenith it's not. It's not like tier good. one all the time, but it will. It'll have its moments in the sun where it's the best deck again. It, it'll be there in best of one for a very, very long. Yeah, time. for sure. And <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Because I will be playing it until it rotates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, and I, I've been playing a little bit of Mardu Knights uh, lately with Lurus and yeah, getting I, those cleaves on. Yeah, I, I think I'll I'll drop Lurus and uh, and try to yeah get some Ember Cleaves in there and see how that goes. I don't know. I've got I've, I'm interested to try it out. I'm not not sure whether it's uh, whether it's the answer. I'm not sure whether Mardu Knights is the answer, um, but it's uh, 
Yeah, more, there'll be more ember cleaves, basically. Uh, there'll be more. There'll be more. Put some rotting regisaurs in there and to go with your ember cleaves. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Love it. Oh, I'm excited by that. Yeah, fair enough. It's it's, a, it's almost like a mini rotation. So, uh, look, go go ham. You'll find out in the next couple of weeks <laughs> what shakes out of it. But Yeah. Well, yeah, speaking of that, so we do have, coming up in a couple of weeks, the first of the replacement events for the Paper Players Tours. So, they announced a couple of weeks ago, I think we mentioned it very briefly, but we sort of didn't go into it, that they were scrapping all paper, major paper events for the rest of the year. And this is the replacement for those. So, probably the most popular announcement <laughs> visits have ever made. Like, I, the the social media Zero uh, response to this was absolutely like overwhelmingly positive. Everyone was positive. Everyone loved it, especially yeah. the the cuts in the prize pool. Everyone loved that. They did, they did. Um, but it's uh, oh look, like you could completely scrub out of the event and still get like two hundred and fifty bucks, right? Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's uh, the expected value is actually higher uh, in this stop, event than stop any. enough. Come on, <laughs> and you can so do it in your trash pants stop. on the couch. Come on. Yeah, I tried um, playing the arena open in my pajamas. Didn't end well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, as as you said, Shorty. It's a uh, a, a replacement, uh, and it's in a couple of weeks. So. Thirteenth, uh, fourteenth of of June, and then the uh, 19th, 21st, and so 150k it's actually, prize. It's four separate PTs because they're, because they're replacing all the regional events, they've had to sort of spread them across multiple weeks. So if, you, if you're qualified for uh, one of, because this is Players Tour 2, Round 2, I think it is, for the year. Yeah. If you it were is, qualified yep. for those, you can play in one of these four events. So you just pick which one you want to play in. So I'm tipping you're going to get a lot of people that want to play in the later ones so that they can see the meta games and, and all that sort of stuff so the the first couple might be a little bit small but that might not be a bad idea to actually get in Maybe on the early ones long, long time like it. a long time between those events man to yeah and a whole set coming adapt. out yeah but yeah and then there's a mythic invitational in august as well with yeah. the 250,000 prize pool which is pretty exciting so you know the high level tournament magic is different uh, I guess is the, the the takeaway. Like whichever side of the fence that you you sit on, um, there is a uh, you know high level magic is continuing. It's just changed. Change always causes a bit of pain, uh, so people will you know be upset because you know wizards weren't able to um, look through their sorcerer's spyglass into the future and <laughs> and predict that there was going to be a global pandemic. And I mean, you could have gone that- through like peer through mists or something, man, or, oh, you know, that- like future sight that- or. Oh, future sight. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's the first thing that came to my mind. Um, uh- so yeah. And these all, um, all come up to the, um, to the grand final, um, which is, you know, a $250,000 prize pool. So yes, it, the, the prize pool is uh, reduced to what people have been used to, and and that that is uh, you know I understand that that's that's something that needs to be considered, uh, but it's still decent money. And if we see the um, the arena opens where you can win three grand, uh, oh sorry, two grand US, three grand Australian um, on four, a Saturday Four grand afternoon. Australian. Four grand Australian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, if they're putting the money from the from the Mythic Championship Pro Tour players to whatever 
it's called, uh, into other avenues, then then that that's fine. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, I'm, uh, I'm, it's I'm happy for them to spread that money into tournaments that I can actually participate in and have a, a chance of winning some of, because <laughs> I'm not participating in any players' tools, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It it is different to a players' tour in in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, not only, you know, everybody's going to be doing it from their couch and whatnot, but um, it's 15 Swiss rounds uh, and there's no limited portion. Uh, it is just uh, nine rounds of standard on, on day one and and six rounds then cut to top eight on day two, all, all standard all the time. So it's a um, uh, a different format than, than what we're used to seeing uh, in, in almost every sense. So... Uh, it's new, so it will, you know, have a bit of interest, and I'm sure Wizards will learn uh, a little bit from it. And the second half of the year, uh, you know, I don't expect it to remain the same. They'll they'll take learnings out of that. Hopefully, they manage some good coverage. You know, if it's all arena, um, it, it's it's all good coverage, but. How they uh, stream games and such, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Yeah, they haven't they haven't actually said like if if you read through that announcement, they they haven't actually said that they will be doing coverage. They haven't said that they're not either. Uh, but they they also haven't said how they're running the tournament uh, from from what I could find. So I don't know if it's being run in client, which they haven't been able to do yet. They they currently don't have that that system in place to to actually run Swiss rounds in client or if they're running it through Melee or something like the Tracker event that, that we tested for, which I don't think is up and running yet. So I'm not 100% sure how they're going to run it, and I'm not 100% sure if or how they're going to do coverage. So they may be doing coverage, and if they do, they'll probably just be picking up people's streams, kind of like CFB have been doing for their their online, like the GP online and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, we, we kind of don't really know yet, so we'll have to sort of wait and see. But, yeah, that's only, that's the first couple are on June 13th, so that's a week and a half away from when we're recording. So that'll be our first chance to see top-level top play in this effectively new standard format. So keep an eye out for that and see if someone manages to break it. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll have the replay going on my birthday on the following Tuesday. Yes, nice. yes, we will. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. So to go along with all the other millions of things that we've had in these last couple of weeks, there was a, some more new products because <laughs> everybody has well, so, so much disposable income these days. Well, so. speaking of disposable income, I hope you've got all of it. Speaking of mortgages. <laughs> speaking, I hope you want to double it. <laughs> uh, there's a new Not set coming out called Double Masters. You want Masters. both my kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> Both my kids. I've got. I've got three. So I'd, like, I'd happily know. trade two of my kids for a box of double masters. <laughs> I can. I can edit that out, can't I? No, we well, uh, just don't tell them which two. It's fine. <laughs> the wives don't listen to this anymore, anyway. No. So yeah, double masters. Not a lot of information about it, except for the fact that there's now double the rares, double the box toppers, double the price. Boxes More are than double the price. I've seen. Yeah. But- they're, they're, so. It, the boxes are actually pretty close to price to what Ultimate Masters was when it came out. So they're looking to be about 300 US. I've seen them f- in Australia, I think, for 450. Yeah, pre selling for 450. So they're, they're, the pre sales have been 
Yeah, they've they've been listing them at five hundred bucks with a fifty dollar discount for for pre sale. So four hundred and fifty Australian bucks. Yikes! <laughs> given given a normal box is one hundred and sixty Australian. Yeah. So yeah, triple the price. Well, not quite, but anyway. Yeah. So look, there's some some really powerful cards that they've got you know previewed. There's like doubling season and you know some other flashy mythics like mana crypt and some other stuff. So they're like. The set looks poised to have a bunch of really bananas commander cards, <laughs> basically, I think is, is probably a good way of putting it. Commander Masters, people are yeah, calling al- it right. Almost, yeah. but yeah, to, I don't know. It's it's tricky, you know. There, there's, uh, I'm glad they're doing reprints. I don't hate the fact that there's like alternate arts and all that sort of stuff. You know, there's, there's you know, the new extended frames and some comic book arts and stuff like that. You can have a look on their site. They they will come out in the next little while, but we've got some other. I think August you know, it was meant to be. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's uh, just an, another another so product it, it that's not really for available us. Available on Magic Online starting August six for on Magic Online six ninety nine per booster. So yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure I'm sure Chris will be buying a number of of these boxes, and and we will get to play with the pretty cards at some point. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Fingers Speaking crossed. of pretty cards, uh, there's a new secret layer. Mm. So there was a lot of talk about Fetchlands, um, and people were happy that Fetchlands got reprinted, but unhappy <laughs> no, they that weren't. got. No <laughs> yeah. one was happy about that, that at all. Uh, you didn't let me finish my sentence. So like, hey, we're going to reprint Fetchlands. It's like, yes, that's great. And then, but then it's like tricked you, right? So <laughs> it's, uh, uh, but the. The next secret layer is a little bit more exciting, Shorty. Uh, what's it called? Mountain Go? Yeah. So, there's there's five. Well, it's got, another mass, dropped again. mass drop they're yeah, calling these ones, summer, right? This yeah. is the summer super drop of secret wow. layers. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, there is uh, full sleeves, the tattoo pack. So, there's five, five really cards cool. in that. Yeah, they're, they're all tattoo art. So, there's a pithing needle, an ink moth nexus, a spell pierce, um, looking at small art, and I can't read what the cards are. There's a Eternal Witness, and what's the other one? Oh, I've lost it. Oh, no, I'm in a queue now. That's not what I want to be. Blood Artist, that's the other one. Blood Artist, yeah. Uh, there's Can You Feel with a Heart of Steel. This is one that's right up Chewie's alley. You get some Dark Steel Colossus and an Arc Brand Ravager and Walking Ballistas, things like that. They actually look pretty cool. They're um, they're like big mech type, uh, type arts on those ones. It, yeah, it's similar vein to the... Um the Hangerback Walker Godzilla trip, mm, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah path, the Path Not Travelled is a Planeswalker one where they're all weird. Like, they're, they're Planeswalkers, but the the art is different. Well, they're not weird. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're all different. So, like, the, yeah. the Ajani, for example, is now, like, um, he looks like Cable. Yeah, they're, like, from, superhero From Marvel. Topics. And, yeah, and so, like, Domri looks like um, Indiana Jones and there's, you know, like, just- So, they're, they're drawing inspiration from other- Media. Is it Tamio San Diego? Is that what I'm seeing here? Like, uh, where, <clears throat> where in the be. world is Tamio San Diego? Could be. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's a ornithological studies, which is <laughs> a whole bunch of birds, in, including like birds of paradise, with like realistic art of birds. I guess you'd call yeah. They, it. they look like things you'd find in like old Nat Geos and stuff like that. Yeah. How there is not an ornithopter in this. It's, this it's not a it's not bird. A bird. <laughs> yeah, but it's ornithological. Come on. Uh, and <laughs> the last like, one. 
<laughs> Mountain Go. It's got Mountain lightning Go. bolts. Yeah. So this one, this is four lightning bolts with with four different arts. Uh, and I will be picking these up. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, uh, they're pretty cool. Yeah. These ones, I like them. I, I'm You've a big big fan of four lightning hours bolt. till they drop. Yeah, so a, a couple of these have already gone on sale and, and have ended, so you've you probably mm-hmm. missed out on that. You can still get the big bundle, uh, but there's a couple, as we're recording this, the Path Not Travelled is currently available, and then tomorrow, well, in the, in the next few hours, the Lightning Bolt one comes up, so I'll be probably picking that up tomorrow, and then the um, Ornithological one will be available as well, so... Yeah, normally we don't really talk too much about the Secret Lairs, but we quite like the Lightning Bolt one, so... We thought we'd uh, we'd mention that. Um, yeah, if you want to get all five of them, it's 170 US. So, and you also you know. get—I don't know if it actually says it on the thing—but if you buy the super drop, you get a random. Yeah, <laughs> each summer super bundle super drop bundle comes with a randomly chosen enemy fetch land. So mm. not, you not only get the five uh, secret lairs. Oh, that's okay. A, that's a that's meaningful reference now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that actually. I'm you know, sorry. Your enemy fetch land could be more worth more than yeah. what you paid for the bundle. Yeah. It's guaranteed uh, to be. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not bad. I might I might think about that. That's that's only that. if you buy the the super drop with with all five of them, which is 170 US. Uh, yeah, but if you get a um, scolding ton. Yeah. 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 All right. So there's another release that's coming out pretty soon, Cracker. Oh yeah. Core 2021. Yep. Is already, that the already. Set? that is the Tef set, and oh, we are how excited. Uh, Cracker is so excited. No, is it just people? <laughs> it's just little Tef. I hate all the other ones have been good. Like OG Teferi is a great card. Anyway, I, I, I played so many Teferi's moats in standard. That, that was great. <laughs> your your <laughs> red dudes can't attack me. It's great. The, so a bunch of the artwork was spoiled. Uh, not spoiled, but like released today officially from from Wizards. Chris. Is uh, is known for playing Teferi's Protection in Commander, and uh, someone was asking him whether that might drop in this set. And wow, that would <laughs> that would be a busted thing to do. Mm. So hopefully, hopefully not. So officially, like the spoilers were actually meant to or previews were meant to start tonight on the seventh, right? No, they were they were actually meant to start tonight. And I saw a tweet today saying that they've delayed it. They're going to start tomorrow. Okay, um, just due to the Stuff Protest. that's going on over in America, but yeah, we're, we're getting spoilers or pre- man, previews they, <laughs> every time. The actual reason that. they did it is it was planned for today, but Teferi's known to be a bit of a time. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, just let's slow it down. Mm. <laughs> let's not, because this podcast going on for this, long enough. It's, yeah. it's pretty long. <laughs> uh, and also, the other thing is, Jumpstart is coming out uh, basically at the same time, so that's due to drop in July. Um, yeah, which we, have, we haven't so seen products, anything more on that. I'm actually looking forward to that one. I think that'll yeah, be fun it looks really sweet. We'll, we'll touch on that one a bit later on when we get closer to it. Yeah. So the Core 21 is releasing on Arena on the 25th of June. So that's three weeks away, basically, from, from when we're recording this. So that it's not very long until we're getting more new cards into standard. Whole new set. Uh, we, yeah, we don't currently have any official previews, but Mark Rosewater... Uh, did a thing on his oh. blog and he's done this a few times for the last few sets oh, where yeah. he gave a whole bunch of cryptic clues for cards that are coming in the set and and I, I can't be bothered spending my brain power and trying to figure out what them are but apparently some of his clues have led people to believe that potentially Lightning Bolt and Birds of Paradise might be in Core 2021 so 
Some of his clues are pretty interesting. You can't bolt the bird if you don't have bolt. That's exactly right. Yep. So there was there was one clue that wasn't cryptic at all, and it just said there is a card that says "draw half your deck." (laughs) I got so excited. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I'm going to play the deck. Just exactly. (laughs) I would like to draw fifty cards. Thank you very much. (laughs) Anyway, but I'm sure it'll be terrible, and I will love it. Yep. And you'll play it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, keep keep an eye out for the official previews starting in the next couple of days. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be chatting about those in our Discord. So Yeah, because th- this will bring a rotation as well. Right? No, no that's the next rotation that comes, comes in September. Right. Yep. Wow. Yep. Massive, massive standard. Yep. So, yeah, it'll go to the eight, not eight set, nine set, whatever it is. Yeah. So, the mm. last thing we wanted to mention uh, is we will be doing some giveaways soon. So, if, if you've been keep, Free stuff. keeping an eye on our Twitter, you you might have seen that we've been- We got accepted into the uh, cr- content creator program uh, that, that Wizards do through Stream Elements. And so, Thanks, they, Wizards. they basically give us a bunch of challenges to do on stream every month. And when you complete those challenges, they give you codes for- uh, arena stuff so we've got a whole bunch of different codes for different things some some for gems some for individual cards and things like that so we want to give them away to you guys so we'll likely be doing that through twitter uh we'll, we'll probably do one of those standard you know ret- retweet and, and like and, and follow us on twitch that sort of thing so keep an eye out for that because uh, yeah for everyone loves free stuff and we will be giving away as much as we possibly can so keep an eye on that uh and i think that's going to do us for tonight unless there's anything else you guys wanted to drastically get in there oh yeah uh five and one on the uh league ladder thank you very much <laughs> no no we, we weren't going to mention the league tonight oh sorry <laughs> i'm really looking forward to commentating yes i i too am really looking forward to commentating our league finals so yeah crack we our, our league as we mentioned every every episode is currently underway we've only got a couple of weeks left for this current league uh, which is a good reminder for everybody that you need to get cracking and get your matches done, especially Polly Waffle, who's played zero matches so far. Come on, mate. <sighs> Just hopeless. So, yeah, Cracker is sitting pretty on the top of Group B with a 5-1 and one record How? somehow. How? It's the group of death. I yeah, don't know. It is. Yeah, <laughs> What's going you're, on? you're just proving that you're actually a good magic player, Cracker. Oh, no. And I, I am doing a very good job of proving that I am a very poor magic player with my 0-5 and five record. <laughs> Listen, man, we, we, you can't take the box topper, okay? We've talked about this. You can't have the Godzilla. <laughs> just tank, tanking on purpose. That's it, just just wants the shiny card. Yeah. Shorty loves foils so much, right? But yeah, it's been been good fun as always. So yeah, we will we will be finishing this league up in the next couple of weeks and then we will run our finals, which we will stream and commentate like we did on the last one. And then yeah, probably not long after that we'll kick off a new league. So yeah, come and join us in our Discord. Uh, that's definitely the best place to have a chat with us and yeah, get in on giveaways and uh yeah things like the league so you'll find our uh, link to the discord in our show notes and on our twitter and facebook and all those sorts of places so yeah i think that'll do us for tonight uh yeah like i said come and join us in the league come and join us in discord uh if you want to buy some physical cards you can head to mtgcardsales.com.au and use the code beans15 for a 15 percent discount you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitch, and Twitter. Just search for Magic Beans Cast on all of those places, and you'll find us there somewhere. If you want to get a hold of me, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. 
Very good. So that'll do us for another week. Thank you, as always, for listening. And we hope that you're taking care of yourself, especially if you're over in the States at the moment. It's a little bit crazy over there. So definitely take care of yourself and uh, stay safe. And we will see you next time. 